So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now with your hosts, Nikki Leach and Richard O'Shields, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I'm Richard O'Shields, uh, again, or some more. Or, Well, I'm Richard O'Shields, and here to my left, Nikki Leach. How are you, Nikki? I'm good. good. I'm good. Way more awake than this morning. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> we're, we're both a little droopy one. this morning. We're both a little droopy around the edges this morning. They didn't put any yeah. starch in my shower or something because I was a little droopy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it helps to but have hey. friends so that you can have like, like fun times on Facebook walls because it helps you wake up the laughter. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. I have to give. I yes, I have to give a shout out to Ria from Greece for hitting one right out of the ballpark tonight. A simple little post asking because we have such a diverse collection of friends, fam, and fans on our Facebook pages. And so I put up this silly little picture that's, you know, we're in the back of a cop car. You're le- you turn to me in, the, in four way- words, what do you say? And um, she, she brought it home with sex with an alien. <laughs> I, I, I thought we were maybe not going to have a taping this evening because um, I could hear this sort of stuffed laughter trying to come and headset flying and that was Nikki trying to get away from her laptop so that she could spit her coffee out across the room. Her evening show, no, wine. My wine. Water wine, yeah. My, it's the evening show, my, my water wine, half water, half wine. Yes, <clears throat> I know all the French people in the world are going, ah! Um, <laughs> no wonder they don't like you in Quebec. No wonder. Um, but, yes, I had to get the wine off my screen, and luckily it didn't go on the keyboard, so... Congratulations to Rhea for getting but, me to spit wine onto the computer. But there's, a cactus, there's a cactus or something out there in the greenhouse slash studio that is probably not going to make it. <sighs> or at least mm-hmm. it's going to grow yeah, crooked. No, now. it's going. <laughs> so weak. Go Cause, on. Because after on. the headset hit the da- table, there was more spitting. It was good. Because she gives me a hard time if oh. I ever spit on the headset. So. Oh. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> So uh, we'd cover, you know, tons more good news, but we do that in the mornings now. You guys know that, right? That's why we don't banter about current events at the start of our evening show like we used to and sometimes go on for 20 minutes and our guest would be like, would you like me to leave and come back? I actually literally had one guest said, what should I hang up and come back? Um, <laughs> and it happens. So to, to, to sum up what Rick's trying to say, Monday to Friday, 9 to 11, EDT, the Flow Cooperative. You can find us on Facebook, 
You can find us on the web, the flowcooperative.com, everydayconnection.me, Facebook, the Flow Cooperative, Facebook, Everyday Connection. We're there weekdays. Go there. Morning. We're there. Every it's weekday. earlier than that here in Phoenix when yeah. we do the show, but we won't, we won't get into that. Yeah, let's not whine about that today because we have an awesome guest, so let's talk to her. Instead. Absolutely, we do. Um, goodness gracious, we do that introduction thing where we talk about what people um, do or have done or, or the titles. Are, it's, it's a little more than a paragraph. So, um, but what that happens to us so often, we can't figure out what to say. Uh, but I will say uh, an alternative healer, energetic practitioner, sound healer, Minister and doctor. Uh, apparently, you know, licensed in at, least, in at least one locality for being all no up. Alea Dow. Is it Alea or Aaliyah? You got it right on the first try. All right. I, see, I always have those things I'm going to ask the guest when we say hello before we start the recorder, and I almost never get them asked. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because you already know the answer. That could be it. George knows. He whispers it in my ear. But welcome. Thank you for carving some time out of your schedule to come and share with us and hang out in our virtual sandbox. You are so welcome. It's an honor to be with you all tonight. Aww. She's sweet. I like her. Can we keep her? Yes, yes. (laughs) I fit perfectly in a little box. Awesome. No, you awesome. don't. That was There's another no way. Of, of Bria's <laughs> recent things was the discovery of the pink plant. She decided Barbie and Ken were coming. I was like, oh, no. That's ah. right. No, I've actually been moving for six weeks, and so I do feel like I fit in a little box. Oh, my. Little boxes everywhere. Oh they are. Yeah, I've moved recently several times. And, uh, it can be interestingly now odd. Now everything feels. It does fit in a box. It does. It's three suitcases, <laughs> and, and me and my dog, and uh, we took off to Costa Rica for six months. And oh, cool! We're, we're back up here now because I didn't. That wasn't really in the plan. And of course, Molly's sitting next to me out here on the production patio, watching the people go by and stuff, and thinking, in the jungle it was monkeys, and you let me chase them. <laughs> but <laughs> here I have to sit like a good girl. Oh. I'm so glad let's you get, got get right to it. It's Alea. Yes, I got that yes, right. I you did. Okay. Yeah. Alea, who on earth are you and what do you do? Well, I'm a beam of light, as are we all. And um, I really think that my, my passion, my mission, my journey here in this world is to help remind people that they too are beams of light. I talk about it as this river of light that flows within us. It's our essence. And I'm a sound healer and energy practitioner. And in 2001, I had an enlightenment experience that really gave me that very clear knowing that we are just beings of light that hold particular levels of consciousness depending on where we are in our in our journey and our evolution. And this experience is really more coming from the place of how do we wish to express the light? What's that curiosity of, creation and expression of the level of consciousness that we're holding and then our physical world that we engage in is this amazing mirror reflector of what we are connecting with internally so on a daily basis i work with people one-on-one i record meditations i'm a sound healer i have five musical albums 
And um, I love gardening. And for the last six weeks, I've been moving. And so I am in the very human experience, but also holding that awareness of watching energy and how the energy that's coming onto the planet that's getting triggered in our lives can actually help us in our evolution. That's my one liner. Few more than few more than one lines, right? Well, it's a really good one line, though. Really excellent I'm a beam one of light. Line. <laughs> I'm a beam of light. Awesome. I'm a beam of light. <laughs> Pretty gonna, much. We ought okay. to do a, one of those t- videos where we just take everybody's first line after. We, I was you know. just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, thinking that would be that. great. Who will put it on a earth? T-shirt. What do you? I was actually thinking to so do a varied. video of just everybody's one line off that answer. Who on earth are you? And what do you do? Boom, I'm, boom, a professional, boom, boom. I'm a professional troublemaker. Uh, yeah, that, that I'm a beam of light. I'm, uh, what am I? I'm God. And, we've gotten know. that a couple times. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've gotten that a couple times. <laughs> I'm the divine expression yeah. of the divine spark. Experience, yeah. experiencing. Yeah. Having a perception of disconnection I, for pure entertainment purposes. You're quite the little wordsmith, aren't you? Well, because it sounded like fun. <laughs> well, you guys said you had to laugh and be funny, so I'm like, absolutely. We have to have fun. That's the only part. I put on the humor hat right before the show. <sighs> That's perfect. Now, we do have words, Wordsmith Wednesday on, on our morning show with cool. Nikki the Wordsmith talking about other author Wordsmiths peoples. It's fun with words. But, so I'm curious. I'm curious, my darling. How did you get started? Because that's that's the accumulation of a whole bunch of experiences. To me, your answer is the accumulation of a whole bunch of experiences. Very true. And so how, it started really early. I mean, when I was six years old, I was laying on of hands. And I didn't know consciously what I was doing. But... I would love rubbing people's shoulders, and if somebody had hurt their ankle, it was just like, let me put my hands on it. And um, I think as a child, I think I thought that people were just humoring me, telling me that it was better. Um, But then there was another part of me that really knew that it was better, and and growing up with this level of sensitivity and awareness and, and being kind of a natural born healer, I think that we're all healers. The question is, have we spent previous lifetimes, um, refining that skill. And some part of me remembered that I had that within me from previous journeys. And so it started off pretty early on. My mom would give me massages every night as I went to sleep. And so I had a very holistic childhood, very supportive. Um, And I was actually dyslexic. And I actually think that being dyslexic gave me access to other dimensions. And I remember lying in bed at night and feeling beings around me and hearing voices and not having the skill set to deal with it and being frightened and figuring out tools to navigate that level of sensitivity as a young child. And then as I evolved and grew up, I went to boarding school and again, I was kind of the natural counselor and people would come to me and I would work on their shoulders, even though I had no idea mentally what I was doing. And then I ended up going to college and, um, a boyfriend that I was dating gave me a massage book. And at the end of the massage book, it said how to build your own massage table. And I was far more intrigued on how to build a massage table than like read the book. So I started building the massage table and the person's workshop that I was using to build the massage table is right next to a massage school. And I thought I'm building massage table. I have no idea what I'm doing. Maybe I should go to school and do that instead of being a waitress when I get out of college. 
So I ended up basically double majoring my junior year in college and going to college Lewis and Clark up in Portland, Oregon, and then also going to massage school so that my senior year I had my massage degree and I started my private practice. And in that senior year, I ended up trading with an acupuncturist and got totally turned on. I actually had a, a huge euphoric experience, my first acupuncture session, and like started laughing hysterically for like an hour and a half, couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, wow, this is a really <laughs> cool medicine. I want more. And so I did a bunch of sessions with her, got totally turned on to that modality, and then ended up going on and getting my master's degree in oriental medicine and herbs and um, starting an alternative healing clinic in Telluride, Colorado. And then in 2001, you know, I was meditating. I was taking courses on psychic clairvoyant, energy work, allergy elimination. I was doing every, I was a weekend workshop junkie, seminar junkie, and um, just couldn't get enough of the alternative modalities, EMDR, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, you name it. And, um, and then in 2001, I had an enlightenment experience where literally within 30 seconds, my entire consciousness shifted and I had total awareness of, not total, but high, high awareness of multiple realms. I could hear the beings, my guides. I could feel people's feelings. I could hear their thoughts. I could see what their soul was really intending on mastering and the mechanisms that they were um, having in put in place to master those pieces, but not always in an efficient, pleasant way. And so with this enlightenment experience, it took me about three to five years to really get my um, feet on the ground and some what I call protocols, tools, principles, ways of perceiving that enabled me to navigate with this high level of sensitivity without going crazy and then being able to help people with that level of sensitivity. And that was in 2001. So now we're, you know, 13 years later and... Um, and I think I've got my feet pretty firmly planted on the ground and and am sharing the tools with people to help them understand why their life is the way it is and how to shift it using their higher self and their energetic fields. Another long one-liner. But we have no, 90 it minutes. Sounds like a, <laughs> we do have 90 minutes, but it sounds like a pretty synchromystic journey to me. Yeah, it was pretty well-planned. doing... I'm doing uh, massage over here and building my massage table and look over to my right and, oh, there's a massage school. Look at that. <laughs> Imagine that. Where did that come from? Right. That was not my intention. But I also knew that to remember somebody's order at a restaurant would be my mini nightmare. And so I was looking for alternative options. Interestingly enough, my journey began in a restaurant. Did it? As a waitress. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't cut out for that. I think I would have failed miserably. I was uh, super uber successful until the day it was time for me to leave, and then the universe just transpired to bring together this amazing team of servers who I shared my, my life with for like three years. And through that journey with them, I really began to understand who I was and the journey, the rest of the, I mean, it began and there I went yeah, <laughs> and eventually did leave the restaurant behind. But every, every valuable connection I made in the, that first year, getting my feet wet as, as an author, as, as an explorer of self was made in that restaurant. And interestingly enough, it was called T Mother Tucker's. Cool. Very cool. 
there had to be a mother in there somewhere, you know. <laughs> you know, there had to be a mother in the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fun. I like that. I like that you you just kept taking the next step. Every time yeah. something made you go, ah, that's cool. Look Let's at that. try that. Yeah, the curiosity, I think. And, um, and I also know that when the energy starts to, to push us forward and we don't go um, into that new unknown place, then we get kicked. And I'm a little bit of a hedonist, a little bit of a princess. I don't really like being very uncomfortable. And so I do whatever it takes to avoid that, that cosmic two-by-four kick. Um, and I really kind of unpack it and find the root piece of the appropriate direction. What's the spiritual lesson? What's the opportunity? What's the vibration my soul is really intending on mastering? And really trying to put in place in my own personal life and in the life of, that, I, that I share with my clients – um, and subscribers, the most efficient, elegant, graceful, precise, energetic tool possible. Nice. That's we call that letting it soak in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, should I have told a story instead? No, because <laughs> no, because it, it, we get so humans can get so caught up in that it's got to be more complex and complex and if it's not hard it's not right and just and uh i think it's so awesome that we have so many that are coming forward and helping us remember that no no it can just be quick and efficient and yeah the consciousness on the planet now no, is so no fuss, ready no muss. yeah it's so ready for more efficient tools whereas you know, 50 years ago or, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I work with people all over the country and all over the world and it's very interesting working with people, say, in Europe or on the East Coast or in California and feeling the willingness to change depending on the level of consciousness they're holding, how entrenched they are in the land and the history of the land, the ancestral energies. Uh, it's such a great indicator and, um, and pretty fascinating how, how it alters depending oh very much so i grew up in a family that we were very mobile we moved around all the time so we weren't around relatives we weren't you know maybe once a year you did something but other than that and so i don't have a lot of that where did you come from and your five <laughs> generations of you have to honor and hold in the because i didn't have all that yeah so, which creates a freedom it was one one load of baggage i didn't have to have that other forklift uh, yeah, we're still working on that one, but at least I could skip that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a freedom that people have. And, and I suppose, you know, some people that don't have that could perceive a loneliness, but if they're finding the connection deep within, then they wouldn't feel that loneliness um, inside themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just fun. Woof, woof. Yeah. Costa Rica? Okay. Yeah. Whoosh. <laughs> you know. Don't you feel like it'll be all alone down there? What is that? Never. Oh. Have you, have you, checked have you been to Costa Rica? The balcony? Right. <laughs> kind of uh, hard. Yeah. You got geckos in, in the bedroom, so you're never alone, really. No. I, <laughs> it's true. I actually sometimes ask my guides to step out for a wee bit. Yeah. Let me have just a moment, would you? Indeed. It was the... the 
TV psychic that had the hat, or Nikki has a writing hat, and no one's allowed to speak to her because when she's writing, she's over there somewhere. Uh, uh, <clears throat> cool. That's a good idea, the yeah. writing hat. Yeah. It was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. Listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> So, so age, age six, just hang on, oh. and it, it, it. Well, I don't know where you were going, but it. it no, go ahead, carry it, on. Well, to me, that's an interesting. Uh, we talk about imagination surviving, school and education and all of that kind of stuff. Was how you managed to keep keep finding those little synchronicities so you could be a synchromistic, and follow them. Uh, of course, right next door, that's handy, but. Um, because the, even the education moved around, huh? It did a bit. I mean, I went to boarding school, though. My parents definitely were, were people that lived out of the box, similar to your scenario of traveling. And at the age of 12, my um, I grew up sailing, and my father always had this dream of taking his family on you know, a year-and-a-half, two-year cruise around the world. And so at the age of 12 much, much planning, we jumped on a 40-foot sailboat and we sailed um, from Chicago out the Great Lakes, out the Hudson, down to the Bahamas, across the Pacific, um, and the, the Atlantic, over to the Azores in the middle of the Atlantic and then to Gibraltar and then through the Med and traveled through Europe and Africa. And a year and a half later, wow. you know, had gotten exposed to the world and really seeing all of these different ways of living and different perspectives and challenges. And when I would get letters from friends, you know, in seventh, eighth grade. Um, so I was eighth grade when I was, when we were traveling and they'd be like, Oh my God, I broke a fingernail. And it's like, Oh my God, there's 20 children in this little village that don't have food. you know. And so <laughs> to be exposed to very different challenges, I'm not saying that the breaking of the nail isn't a big deal, but at the same time, there's different varying levels. And so um, that was a very awakening experience for me. And I remember poignantly sitting on the foredeck of the sailboat crossing the Atlantic and we were in the doldrums, which is when you basically have no wind. And we're motoring, and occasionally we'd put up the big spinnaker and get little gusts of wind. And it was, I think, 12 days of sitting in this total stillness, huge wide open ocean that was flat as glass. You could see your reflection, and you're just cruising along with nothing. And we had books and things like that. But again, I remember sitting on the front of the boat going, I know I'm in the world for a reason. And I really want to know what that reason is. And I think I sat there... Um, several hours every day pondering that one component at the age of 12. And after I think three or four days, I had this very deep inner knowing that my journey for the first, you know, 26 years, 28 years was to be a sponge, to receive as much as I could, to see as much as I could, to travel as much as I could, to explore as much as I could, um, to educate myself as much as I could in, in the areas in which I was interested. And so I really took that inner message to heart it wasn't anybody anything somebody said to me um and it has served me well because when we allow ourselves to kind of follow that current so i spent you know however many years being the sponge and absorbing everything externally then there was a place of fullness that came in we call that integration and then i went into that kind of next phase of 
right around 30, 30 years old, um, having the enlightenment experience and, and it was being the inner sponge of absorbing the inner light and the inner wisdom and the pearls and the knowing. And so, um, that, that was part of the journey. And I also, I also do recall that this incarnation for me was prepared very, very well. Um, I sat for many, many years on the other side prepping this incarnation and on some level every moment of it so that when I did get in to the experience, it would be, it would have many possibilities, many lines that I could explore, but every single line was prepared. And usually the more we prepare for an incarnation, the more pleasant it ends up being. I'm not saying that I don't have difficult days or challenges or hardships, but um, but it's it's a more graceful line. And also, too, I would think that your experiences early on would turn those difficult days into not so much challenges as simply another, another way yeah. of experiencing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think if we only have a limited perspective of the way we can react or the hardships that we've seen, um, if there's you know few in number, it limits our ability to react in different ways. So, for sure. Well, certainly props to your parents for taking on that trip. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, lucky girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it really does uh, make for a huge perspective shift that is maybe hard to accomplish in other ways. I traveled uh, a, f- a fair amount uh, around that similar age, and it really changes, you know, it, like you said, you know, oh, my gosh, I broke a fingernail. Oh my gosh, these people are starving. It's just, it, it, life takes on a different dimension. Yes, yes it does. And it gives people, I think, a greater strength. It's like if you're traveling a lot, and I'm not saying that the only way to, to expand a child's horizon is through travel. I think there's a lot of different ways. But if one is exposed to an environment that is constantly changing externally, right? When you're traveling, you're in a new bed every few nights or um, a new city. You're meeting new people. And some part of us has to find the constant. A lot of us use the outer world to find the constant, the safety, the calm and the comfort, the blanket, the familiar surroundings. And when we travel, we are forced to find the constant internally because in truth, that's really the only constant we have is that beautiful light that the more we focus on, the more we connect with, the stronger it gets, the more solid it becomes, the more um, powerful and amplified that light becomes. And so I'm not saying that all travelers have mastered this, but I, I think that if you've been exposed to traveling, that some part of you energetically, unconsciously has gone within to find that inner constant. Instead of looking for it externally. Yeah, it's so hard to carry those, whatever fixed idea you may have been handed as to what things ought to look like through experiences like that. It just, right. it just goes Absolutely. away. Yeah, yeah. And then we meet people on the path that challenge us in ways that people that in our in our hometown might not challenge us and we might react in ways where, like surprise us. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that or did that or 
or reacted in that way. And, um, and that's a learning experience, I think, to discover where we are in our spiritual growth and evolution and what our pieces really are that we're working on. Well, because we're already out of our comfort zone when we're when we're traveling, mm-hmm. so or, we're already open to new experiences. Yeah, totally. And so anything that comes our way is kind of icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're we're totally willing to to suck it all up and soak it all up and just s- swim in the new. And yeah. that's the best way to live, really, for me. Swimming in the new is a good, you know, new experience. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's an awakening agent. Yeah, Absolutely. It really, really is. And uh, and I think a way to to look at parts of life, maybe without the preconceived notions, because you didn't have any preconceived notions about that, because it's, like, totally different. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah. Real eye-opener. If I were to get galactic, I would say, well, I suppose we're all, we're all traveling, right? Um, having an experience on planet Earth, which is maybe an unfamiliar terrain for many. Well, it is a little odd Absolutely. around the edges. In the, it can be. <laughs> there are can right be. angles here. Why is there everything are, there square? Are when you look in, out and go, what? Why? How old is that? What? You're talking about that in Costa Rica. There's nine. What is all these corners and things? Ninety degree angles. What? Exactly. I mean, some okay, but everything. (laughs) Boxes, little boxes. Oh. I think she's sick of boxes, though, probably. She's <laughs> box? What box? Six I'm, I'm weeks now, of box. I'm now in the zen. I actually had an interesting experience. Um, Monday night, I um, I was walking my dog on the mesa with a friend, and skunk medicine appeared. And my dog got skunked for the first time ever. And um, he's nine, year old, nine years old, so I think he's actually pretty lucky that he hasn't experienced the skunk energy. And I was renting a little place, and I decided I couldn't go back to that place with the dog with being skunked. And so I went back to my office and rolled up all the car- carpets and basically slept with him in my office um, with my nose pressed up against a lavender pillow <laughs> all night long as he sort of, you know, whined and pined for the skunk medicine that it's, you know, he had snorted up his nose, mouth, eyes, and ears. And um, in the morning after, you know, seven hours, six hours of inhaling the aroma therapy of the skunk, I woke up with this incredible, like, vibration of power. And um, then I looked in Ted Andrews' Animal Totem Speak book, and the skunk is all about accessing greater power and knowing when to be seen and not seen. And um, it was really a profound experience to kind of be bathed in this skunk aroma for that period of time. And then also sleep on my sound healing chamber table that has crystals lying over it and um, and filled with water. It was, a, it was a very powerful, powerful evening around embodying a power with the change of the move. And we've got this huge Grand Cardinal Cross happening on April 24th, 25th. So in about a month, a little less than a month, that is really helping um, us realign and reposition to a new direction in our life. 
And it was so interesting, Mercury retrograde that happened during February, the energy got super, super swirly, everybody's sort of spinning out, all the stuff is coming up. And these next few weeks that I'm watching the energy, people are sort of levitating and being teleported vibrationally to a different location, a different place on the energetic grid. And then there will be a slight adjustment in their direction and then plop down again on April 24th and then activated in sort of slingshot position at that point, launch through the canyon, um, cannon on the new path as we enter into the new energy of 2014. Slingshot, cannon, boom. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm giggling because... Um, it's just so in alignment with, with a lot of the stuff we've been experiencing. Yeah. At, in the background of, of everyday connection and the new, the new network. Lots of, the, well, the word, the month, month <clears throat> in about, in about a, month. a month has come up over and over and over again in the last week and a half. It's been like the month. About a month. Everybody that, you know, wants yeah. to come play or help or this or that is, well, I'm, in a month. In a month. <clears throat> yep. Yep. People that know, don't know each other don't even know of each other. And they're, yeah, I think about a month. Yeah. And a lot, of, um, a lot of relationships are sort of being put on pause or people are trying to get out of the relationships. And they're sort of, I was watching this, um, and it's almost like this panic to pull all of the roots up so that we can get repositioned in that different energy, placement, vibration, dimension. Um, and so some part of us internally, externally, in our relationships, physically, maybe people are wanting to move or redecorate or get rid of old furniture, get new furniture. It's all of this pulling up the roots for the repositioning and then the realignment. So just a two and a half, three and a half more weeks. Just hang loose, everybody. Stay relaxed. Yep. Hang in there. Pull up the roots. Pull deep within, right? It's like... Um, anchoring internally into that inner river of light instead of needing to be rooted and grounded the way a tree does. Normally, we want to be rooted and grounded and have those um, that whole base chakra open. And it's almost like surrendering to a different current that's coming onto the planet of pulling up and deep, deep in. Yeah, I keep getting the vision of like a uh, a diver or a gymnast or a uh, you know, a diver maybe that's doing the somersault thing and they, they pull their knees in and it's just them rotating. And then they just know when it's time to stretch and pierce the water in the new different thing. Yeah. The other visual I've been getting with clients this week is um, the jack-in-the-box. And so when you push jack-in-the-box in the box and you put the lid on, that coil is super condensed. And then in three and a half weeks, we pop the lid off and bring forward into this new energy. Here I am. <laughs> Pop goes the Sticking weasel. The box, oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were even you were even singing during break times of the show this morning. Were you singing the Jack in the Box song, Nikki? Come on. <laughs> no, I don't think I was. Maybe I was. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was singing. I thought I was sleeping. I'm oh, yeah, sorry. you would be in that we have that period when it's a live show that we do in the morning and and so addison will say you know 10 seconds and we have to all be quiet because he's going to watch and he's got five buttons to push all in a row right at the mark and 
so we all hush, and then you hear this <laughs> coming from Canada, and you're just like, <laughs> I don't know what is song that, that is. Is that the Love Bone theme song? I don't know what it is. You were doing it. Don't you're asking me. I don't know. I don't know. That might be the love boat. That sounds like the love boat. It sounds like some sort of a TV or a cartoon or a I don't know something <laughs> back there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but I digress. It's so so. What you're saying is this this very interesting phenomenon that we've been witnessing over at Everyday Connection is just a, a global energetic thing, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Basically. I mean, it can be disorienting if you don't know what's happening, right? If you're in like the spin cycle and you're like, oh my God, it's like, well, this is the spin cycle. You're in the rinse cycle. You don't know it's the rinse cycle. You think something's wrong. And so um, for me, I, I mean, I've been working with clients, you know, almost 20 years now or a little more than 20 years. And in the last 10 years, I've been watching the energy more and more and more and how the energy that is coming onto the planet every single day can actually help us in our growth and evolution instead of having to use kind of drama, trauma challenges in our physical life as the mechanism for spiritually growing and evolving. And um, as I work one-on-one with people, about eight years ago, my practice got to a certain level of full heavy load and um, I started pondering how I could help more people in a day because I would bring in energetic protocols, little pearls of wisdom, little interesting insights, and then I would share it with that one person and then it's gone, right? I wouldn't write it down. I wouldn't record it. And it took me about three years of pondering to come up with the idea of the daily meditations. And I was actually driving down to San Diego. My husband was doing um, some mediator lawyer gathering thing. And um, so I had three hours to to reflect. And on my way home from San Diego in November of 2008, I was communing with the ones in the balcony, the angelic realm, my guides. And they said to me, daily meditations, Alea. And I was like, what, I'm supposed to meditate more? <laughs> They're like, no, do daily meditations, little five-minute meditations. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, record five-minute meditations for people and and send it to them and email them. And I was just totally overwhelmed by that concept of like, oh, my God, do you know how much work that's going to be? And they're like, I know, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you can pr- share these little pearls of wisdom that come through. And so I contacted my webmaster and I explained the concept to him and he goes, all right, let's see what I can do. And so he took the next four months basically designing um, a website program that would enable me to upload these audio files that I would have recorded with sound healing, music, um, energetic protocols, little pearls of wisdom, guidance, and I'm really speaking to the energetic fields and to the energetic weather that's coming onto the planet every single day that can help us move through our blocks, release energies, get organized, get motivated, find our passion again, move into greater degrees of abundance. Um, like, for example, today is there's an energy coming onto the planet all about letting go of the fear and taking the next step forward in our life. And so in uh, February 26th or something like that, 24th of 2009, I started the daily meditations that eventually morphed into what I call now the cups of consciousness. And um, I think I have like 1,100 meditations online now. And... Um, 
subscribers from all over the world, and they get their daily meditation at 1 a.m. Pacific time, five days a week or one day a week or three days a week, three times a week, whatever they want to sign up for. And um, each meditation is timely, but also timeless. So, you know, even if a month from now a fear piece is coming up, you could listen to the meditation for today that has an energetic protocol and sound healing to help release the fear and move into greater courage, clarity, um, and move forward. That's awesome. I think we should stop by there, Rick, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Cupsofconsciousness.com. And there's tall cups of consciousness? Yeah. I don't see the option for foam or no foam, but oh, um, no, I'm just kidding. Is that like a supersized version of consciousness? <laughs> it's a supersized I'm sorry, I version. To, I have, it totally I to is. It. No, I, I'm being trite with it. So, you know, everybody's hooked on Starbucks, right? Tall, grande, latte. Yeah. And so um, Got it. I figured that it was, I mean, what I what I am delivering in some worlds, like Texas, it could be a little out there for some. Um and I don't mean any, uh, I'm from any harmed. I know you right. are. Well, I said it. Um, and I've got clients. I was sometimes alone. but <laughs> <laughs> My niece, my sweet niece has been going to school in Texas, and I talk to her weekly and say, how's it going? It's going to be okay. She's having a great time, actually. So um, anyhow, the tall cups of consciousness are hour-long energy balancing sessions that I do every three weeks, and people can join over the Internet and see me on video. I'm fully clothed, or they can listen on the phone, and I record this energetic. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in there. Funny. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm looking at your picture. I'm thinking. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, I bring in these energetic protocols that speak to you know clearing ancestral issues. Whatever the energy of the moment will support, but also um, will also support our soul in growing and evolving and moving and accessing higher consciousness that's more in alignment with who we truly are. So those tall cups are available for people, you know, for like $15, $18. Um, and people can go to cupsofconsciousness.com to sign up for a free trial week of the daily cups, or they can get a free sample of a past tall cup that I've done just to see if the work that I do resonates for them, if it's their cup of tea, pun intended, um, because it's not for everybody. I'm, I'm speaking, I remember working with one guy and he's, after I spin, I finished a few pro energetic protocols, he looks at me, he's like, I don't mean any offense, Leah, but are you speaking English? And I was like, actually I am on occasion. And then I also speak what is called light language. Um, but I have terms like your higher self, which is that energetic aspect of you, your body, David's higher self. It's the energetic aspect of the physical human body. We have a team that are, that surround us. There are our imaginary friends as children and they have energetic fields that affect us. And, um, and so they are open to communicating with us and we are impacted by these energies in these other dimensions. And we have these energetic fields that can help us in our evolution if we know how to use them and work with them, but we're not evolving using the mechanism of the mind. We're evolving using the mechanism of the higher self and really inviting the higher self to work with the energetic fields and the guides to energetically locate the blocks, the resistance, the fear, to release those blocks, those fears around whatever it is, if you want to get more specific, to bring in energies that are, that are more coherent, balanced, abundant, connected. And then when that higher self does that work and 
impacts the energetic fields in that higher realm, we then in the physical dimension are the reflection of the shifts that are happening from the higher realms. I didn't say that correctly. We in the physical dimension feel the effects of the work that is happening up high and then being reflected to us here in the physical plane. Another long one. Well, I understood it. Great. Speaking English. Sounds like English to me. (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, It's not surprising, though. I'm not surprised because I found, especially after having done this show for three years, that there are a lot of key terms, phrases, that people who work with these energies use. And every once in a while we come across somebody who goes, what? What? Mm-hmm. We have no idea. Yeah. What do you yeah, think? Well, we and, begin to take and them for granted that we all that, know. And well, we don't. Yeah, but we've also discovered that when you're, when you're speaking – about a subject on a certain vibrational level that is so out of vibration with somebody else yeah, that they could literally not even see you, let alone understand the words that you're speaking to them. It's like you're speaking a foreign language because they just, it doesn't compute. Right. Which is not to say it's not okay where they are, because everybody's okay, exactly. Just so our listeners can be yeah, reassured. Wherever like you are, but... it's perfect, because that's where you're supposed to be. Right. But sometimes you run into and try to communicate with somebody who's in a different space, literally, than you are. Right. And there's like this this break in the communication, because there's just too much too much interference between the two people. So I'm not surprised at all that that would happen. It's mm-hmm. um it's just it's we had a guest know, we had a job. guest the other night we taped an evening show with and we really went we really went way off there talking and I had to go to the store right after that before I went to bed to get up so I could do it again the next day. And and I was less than 3 feet from people and I would say excuse me and they would just be startled off their heels and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah. I didn't see you." Like five times in a row. Mm-hmm. And Which yeah, wouldn't be so two. bad, except for like he's six foot two, and he's a big man. Wow. Like he makes me look like a midget. So, um, and I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm short, but I'm not I'm not. But I'm we, not did, that we did have a little short. bit of a Mutt and Jeff look to us as we passed through Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, he did. But the point <laughs> is, is that you're hard to miss in a crowd, dude. I picked you out of a full airport of yeah. people standing there so with your head above the crowd. From a long way away. Oh, that big tall Texan man. Yeah, that'd be him. So how do you how do you miss that in a store with right. only five or six people in it? You know what I mean? Well, it's because you're he's holding a higher vibration. It's yeah, a different vibration. I'm going to mm-hmm. say different vibration. Different. Different. When you, different. When, when right. You do don't want to. We don't want to go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm always scared that people. I'm you're right. Sorry, I'm not going to use the word scared either. I'm well, always we just aware. Like to remind people now that I don't want to imply that any other vibration is less than to be left different. right on a diagonal it's just different Even yeah fear, you know it's it's like when we're in that place of fear it's not good or bad or if we're in a place of anger that's not good or bad it's just a vibration that has the capacity to propel us in a very particular exactly. way right it's just energy and so Sometimes like when I work with um, clients and they're in a 
really big emotion and they don't want to experience that emotion, I said to them, well, think of it really just as gasoline. It's fuel. And the question is, how are you going to direct the fuel? How are you going to use it? It is energy in motion, emotion. And so when people start looking at emotion simply as a wave, and then we surrender to that wave and we let it move us forward and up into a higher consciousness, then we access the vibration of what our soul is truly intending um, on creating that experience. Beautifully, beautifully yeah. explained. Beautiful. And on that note, we should probably we should probably take a break. Go to a quick break. And um, what what do you think? Perfect. We get to choose well, music on the spot again. We don't do that for the morning show. I would think a miracle walking. Miracle walking would be she's, appropriate. Yeah, in this case, she's a miracle walking. Um, she's definitely a synchro mystic. That's for sure. That's for sure. So this will be our friend Ina V with her song "Miracle Walking," and. Um, We'll be right back, folks. Stick with us.
Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was our friend Ina V with uh, She's a Miracle Walking. Or is it just Miracle Walking? We talked about that, and I still don't remember. But uh, you can find out at enav.com, E-N-A-V-I-E.com. Look for the miracle stuff. <laughs> I recall it being She's a Miracle Walking. I think so. It could That's be just because of the, the video. It's a really powerful video. We have cool friends So, yeah. in the creative arts and in the we healing arts. That's because humans are awesome. Have you looked at our planet lately? Have you looked around? <laughs> <laughs> the one we're watching is, that's why we do that morning show. Layers. Pretty cool. It's all good news all the time. We don't cover any bad news. And they're like, you know, but you're leaving out so much. You said, no, it's the other way around. You're no, missing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've not run short of good news yet. Stop talking about what's wrong. Start talking about what's right. You'll get more of it. Good one. True, oh, true. It's important. It's important. Yeah. I mean, we have, we do have recognition that it's, you know, perhaps overcoming inertia and that sort of thing. It's good to notice that some things are not the way you want them, but then just leave that alone. Just leave that over there. Well, my, my mentality is it's only good enough to notice that something is not the way you want it long enough for you to create a solution. Right. Once the solution is created, focus Almost on like that. The, right. Motions. Use it as the fuel to get okay. over there where you want to be. Don't hang around on here. But. Exactly. Create the so, solution. Go to it. Consider it done. Well, <laughs> tall cups of consciousness, and then music and whales. Yeah, whales. And I don't mean the UK. Mm, whales, whales, and the swimming whales, the master sound healers on the planet. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than whale song. Oh my gosh! Cool. I know. I we were. Um, I occasionally take groups um, to different locations on the planet. And in September of 2010, I took about 12 people down to um, Panama. And there are these the Pearl Islands right off the coast of Panama. And we, every morning, would jump on a catamaran, and a 60-foot catamaran, and sail around the Pearl Islands around the time when the humpbacks were coming from Australia and from, um, I think it was Australia and New Zealand, and also from Alaska. It's the one place on the planet where the southern and the northern whales gather and um on the fifth morning a humpback started swimming in a particular area and just kind of hanging out and singing this really beautiful song and we felt that getting into the water gently quietly slowly and communing with this whale was appropriate and so we all got in the water and after a bit of time i started toning and doing that with the whale and kind of doing a call and response and mimicking and mirroring and um, after about 20 minutes of kind of opening up this telepathic communication with this magnificent being I heard him say I want to do a sound healing session with all of you and get everybody to lie on their backs in a circle and so it was 12 of us in this fairly large circle all lying on our backs and the whale started swimming underneath us singing its song and when it would come underneath the individual you could literally feel all of the sounds and the vibration in the sound 
hitting different parts of the body and any place where there are blockages in the body, there'll be sort of this painful discomfort, build, 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 and then a release. And when he was right underneath me, I think it was like the back of my neck and back of my heart. No, it wasn't my, I think it was just the back of my neck, the throat chakra. It literally felt like he was five feet underneath me. And I sort of turned to look like, is he right there? But the sound was so intense. And after about 20 minutes of this whale sound song healing experience, he telepathically communicated with me again and said, roll over and turn to the left. And I did. And he was swimming off um, in the distance. Pretty, awesome. pretty profound. And one of the women on the trip ended up having an underwater, um, like a hydrophone. So we were able to pick up the whale song and she had a little microphone, um, I mean a recorder. And she ended up capturing that whale song, which I then use on the background of a lot of my meditations, a lot of my albums. That's incredible. Yeah, it was an extraordinary experience. I mean, it was a great trip, but there, you know, sort of yeah. there was that, that, that 20 minutes that made that whole, 11-day experience, um, so memorable and profound. There are such uh, incredible gifts waiting in that, uh, some would call it interspecies communication. I would just call it intercommunity cultural, intercultural communication between the cetaceans and humans. I mean, it's the other intelligent race on the planet, really. Yeah. But... um, yeah, we've got a friend. I wouldn't uh, say certainly the only other intelligent race on the planet. However, um, however, I, w- I would say one of the one of the most powerful and and alter- <laughs> intelligent uh, races. On well, the planet. and that would be able to would be able to sit and discuss things like physics and things once right. you can find a common language. And um, but we have a friend in Costa Rica that oddly now I've been twice. Nikki's been once. We still haven't been able to go see her, so it wasn't time yet. But um, Sierra Goodman that that runs whale and dolphin uh, stuff, and she just lives down there on the peninsula. There's mm-hmm. monkeys in Sierra. That's pretty much what's on the peninsula, right. and um, uh, most most of it's a national park. And I watch her. Somebody got she got a GoPro finally, and so she'll take these videos and she's swimming. And I don't think she knows she does it. I think it's like Nikki singing on the morning radio when we were coming back from break. She tones when she's swimming. As soon as dolphins or whales cool. arrive, she tones, and she tones differently depending on who they are. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I think it's really cool. There's probably people think she's just, you know, humming, but she's not. She's toning because <laughs> ne- she never starts until the dolphins around. She gets in the water and has one of those, you know, people were doing funny stuff, but we didn't see dolphins that day. She never does it. Yeah. And uh, so I've always wanted to. When I finally run into her in person, then I go, do you know you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Are you just doing that? What is, you know. That's that's very cool. So these trips that you take, is this something, you do this on a regular basis? You take them to different areas? Um, I do it probably every two to three years. I I kind of watch the cycle of my life and and what I'm engaged in. Right now I'm I'm pretty immersed in my music projects and – diving into the into the process of writing a book um, about the seven principles, seven cups of consciousness, so to speak. There are these seven concepts that speak to why our life is the way it is and how to change it. And so I'm not thinking that I'll be doing a, a trip this year, maybe next year, but probably it'll be more the following year, um, 2016. 
Very cool. Well, tell us more about the book then, because you're in the midst of writing that. You're yeah, we've actually got it in eight publishing houses are taking a look at it and kind of pondering whether or not they want to pick it up. And I know that the perfect one will. Um, and so basically the book talks about these seven concepts that when we embody them, we can then understand why we are reacting the way that we are, why we're magnetically drawing to us particular situations, why we might be using our outer world, our relationships, our money to activate very particular vibrations in our core line of light, that divine line. And instead of having to use the outer world to accomplish um, the activation of those particular vibrations within us, we start using our inner world. And so I'm sharing those very practical, specific energetic tools that help people activate the vibration that their soul is truly intending so that their life doesn't have to be constantly um, challenging them externally. We take that full responsibility internally. And then the energy of our money and our relationships, our health, our body starts to flow in a more positive, higher vibratory way, as opposed to having to hold energy and reflect energy that it, that it might not be so super comfortable doing. It's really brilliant. I have a older friend, my sensei, who who's constantly asking me, "Why, Nikki? Why do you have to experience every life lesson yourself in order to write about it? Can't you just skip it? You know all this stuff already." Um, so that's why I giggled when you said it because because for so long it has been you go through the external experience and then you look at it and go, oh, but the, all that knowledge is in there, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So if we could just, you know, stop doing all the challenges and just skip right to the knowing, yes. that would be a huge benefit to a lot of people. Definitely. And so, like, if I, if my soul really, really wants to hold and know the vibration of support and strength deep in my divine line, that river of light that flows on the front of the spine up and down. But I decide that the way that I'm going to get that vibration is I'm going to project that out onto money. And I'm going to ask money to create the situation around support and strength, mainly support. And so I've now projected my issue onto money. Money will show me where I am not finding my support deep, deep, deep in my core. And as soon as I lift all of my reference points for finding support off of money and I start finding my support internally in my own divine line, realizing that my light is what supports me as the primary, then I can start reflecting that inner knowing that I'm holding inside myself, consciously, energetically connecting with, out onto my financial grids, my support grids. And so I really think that things go haywire in our life when we project our stuff out onto it instead of going, well, what I'm really after and what would happen if I started just activating that vibration of whatever it is I'm after in my divine line using the higher self, the energetic fields, and the guides. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. We had a brief experience a couple weeks back where we had a guest on the show who said something about Rick's nerve condition and it's it's tie-in with with 
our work and with everything that we do and with success and the financial support that we need and, and all that stuff. And she basically came out and said, well, you got a nerve problem. Guess you got to get your nerve back. Yeah, I guess you lost your nerve. Ah, interesting. And so, of course... And it's in your legs you know, and feet, which is how you step out into the world. Right. Yeah. And so, like, within days, things started falling into place. Right. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Very cool. It would, it would have been nice for, to just skip the nerve damage, though. It would yeah. have been nice to skip the six years of that, but... And yeah, looking I, at the liver... Sometimes we can be slow and... You know. Looking at the liver, too. The liver, yeah, yeah. Support, liver controls the tendons and the nerves. So anytime we've got issues with the nerves or the tendons or the ligaments, we want to address the health of the happy liver. Oh, overworked. and Because and, uh, I had a brief croaking spell, uh, uh-huh. as we might call it. Croaking, uh, croaking like a frog or like you almost died? Like, no, uh, yeah, you might, a oh, brief dying. Die. Yeah, a brief dying spell. We Oh, um, and back in December, to the other side. That's exactly kind of how I, I, went, I say to people, I went home, you know, they say, did you, you know, your walk in or even, I just went home, took a deep breath and came back. Lovely. Um, and, um, but I, I brought it on with alcohol. Ah, so my, yeah. so the my alcohol liver, would, my would pancreas, and, and at the same time for, I don't know, probably 30 years, I drank about a 12 pack of soda pop a day. Oh yeah, and um, so the sugar and the and the alcohol and the oh yeah, just that's like double barrel mm-hmm. whammy, mm-hmm. and so my pancreas doesn't want to play anymore. And and uh, actually, what that was it was an organ failure cascade that began with the pancreas that you know would be the technical thing. That's yeah. kind of like when people die of old age now. That's not ever what it says on the certificate anymore, but. Right. But they'll translate it that way. So the thing on the certificate would have been an organ failure cascade beginning with the pancreas, which right. I basically But as we are pickled. firm believers that your body can heal anything you allow it to heal. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What is it Abraham likes you know, to say? There's nothing that, he's, nothing could be wrong, done, you couldn't be over tomorrow. But well, when the he's changes, done learning whatever it is he learns he needs to learn from being sick then he's not going to be sick anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the changes so in the last couple of weeks with this, boom. you lost your nerve thing. Has, yeah. uh, right. <laughs> well, and it, you know, a whole different way to look at it. And, yeah. of course, then we, um, Nikki threw herself under the bus about a week later with the twins. Wow. Um, twin 18-year-old girls that, um, they had people in their bedroom, like, asking for help when they were little. And uh, fortunately, when they went to their mother, she didn't say you were imagining it. She just said, that's fascinating. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they've grown into quite the little sensitives, haven't they? They have. Uh, they have. Because they, they honed right in just, to, just as laser precision-like as uh, Lynn Andrews did with me. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty and, crazy. Uh, yeah, but, pretty crazy stuff. But, but that's common occurrence on the show, just like you pegging so, the liver thing. Yeah, right? the liver Without thing. Without knowing What's his backstory. <laughs> What's your liver? What's up with your liver? Oh, it's, leader you know. of vodka a day for six months. Yeah, okay. I got you. Part of the show that we get, we, we get to talk to people on the show all the time who are so tuned in, tapped in, that you can't get anything by them. Mm-hmm. 
You sometimes you don't even. Sometimes you don't even. Not going to have like a demo thing on the show, and we'll go to break, and and they'll say, um, "Listen, the recorder's off, right?" Okay, what's up with you in this thing? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you want to talk about that on air, and uh, but we do. We throw ourselves under the bus, so yeah, that would be probably my and unhappy. Can you give us an example of one of these? Because there's several of them. So give us a little sampling so that when the book does come out, we, you know, I want a little taste for our listeners so they know what to expect so they can find the book when it comes out. And In, indeed. So I, I think I'll be calling the book uh, something like Cups of Consciousness. And the very first concept is um, speaks to the concept that we are never alone, that we have beings that surround us in the other realms. We have a team, we have guides, we have angels, we have advisors, we have a spiritual family that's holding vigil for us on the other side. And when we start to acknowledge and embrace our multidimensional reality, and we start using our higher self, that energetic aspect of us, to connect with our team, we invite our team to use their own energetic fields, the guides, to embody, embrace, recognize their own unique consciousness, their own divine lines, their own connection to their own source energy. Then they move into a greater level of awareness and that amplifies their energy around us. And then we start using that team as kids. Again, we used to call them perhaps our imaginary friends. Our team can act as this incredible buffering system. We can get our team to hold vibrations of self-love or divine boundaries or empowerment or divine discernment. And when they hold those vibrations inside of themselves, we are then positively, empathically, energetically impacted by that group that surrounds us in a higher realm a finger breath away. So that's the very first concept of the cups of consciousness. And there's seven of them. Should I tell you one more? Yeah, absolutely, if we have time. Yeah, there's there's, um, the other one that I really love and is kind of a different concept is that we are in a physical human body. When we're not in a physical human body, we're in our light body, we're in our angel body. We go into a higher dimensional experience. And when I had that enlightenment experience in 2001, I had this very clear knowing that I was coming into a human form and I had an awareness of this different consciousness that we are surrounded by all the time and we start interpreting ourselves as our body. And our body might even start interpreting us interpreting itself as us. It would be sort of thinking that I was the car or thinking that I am the horse. And instead, it's actually the horse has its own unique consciousness and me as a soul, have its own, I have my own unique consciousness that's different than my body. And usually, the process of being in a human form is getting our body to hold a higher consciousness, more enlightened perspective, more empowered vibrations, finding our needs internally. And so we want to be actually modeling that energy to our body as we reside within it kind of on the saddle on the front of the spine. So that fifth concept, I'm sort of jumping around a little bit, not doing the concepts in order, but the fifth fifth principle really speaks to we are in a physical human form. I call it a nature spirit body deva, and it has its very own unique consciousness that is in a process of evolution and self-actualization as well. And we want to start experiencing our human our human adventure or our experience in a human form as more a co-creative, co-creative collaborative experience as opposed to codependent and confused. 
Well, I like that. That's one of my healing techniques, actually, Very cool. for healing physical um, ailments is, mm-hmm. is start talking to your body. Develop, develop a conversation with your body. Develop a conversation yep. with you and a relationship with your body. Exactly. And you're talking to your body, Deva. You got it. That's it. It's amazing when you get going in the same direction. It yes. It goes really well. Right. It does. Because then the body feels acknowledged. And um, the yes. more and the more I work with people um, around this body deva concept, it's like, well, body deva, nature spirit, I'm not responsible for loving you. You're responsible for loving yourself. I'm responsible for loving my divine line. And then I'll hold space in the container for you to love your divine line that runs through your spine. And then we can reflect that inner energy that we're holding inside ourselves out onto each other out onto the physical energetic experience. And so the body is the reflection of what we are connecting with internally. It's also a reflection of what the body is connecting with internally. And so we start changing the conversation of where we are connecting, what we're connecting in with, and then we start reflecting that out, and then the body changes. And that makes perfect sense to me. Absolute sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so completely logical. <laughs> so we do want to be sure. Love I love it. We're... I'm looking forward to um, this book when absolutely I picks it up soon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pick yeah. up the book. <laughs> we want a copy. Pre-order. Pre-published Very pre-order. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> and those those daily meditations, you know, have all those little pearls and perspectives. And I actually have an online course. It's a seven-hour downloadable. Um, course on the seven gateways seven cups of consciousness that introduce these principles and then every year i do a retreat um this year it's going to be in november just north of santa cruz talking about the seven gateways and using them more deeply in your life um bringing in energetic protocols that can empower inspire and awaken so awesome and people can that stop by your website can get uh, a week of yeah. your meditations. Yeah, the easiest website to go to to get the free sample week is cupsofconsciousness.com um, or people could go to aleadao.com, A-L-E-Y-A-D-A-O.com. That's D as in dog, A as in apple, O as in Oscar.com. Um, and I've got a bunch of free meditations on that site, samples, information, and then if they go to the store, you know, there's 1,100 meditations they can download for different topics, losing weight, bringing in the beloved partner, the seven concepts, um, seven cups of consciousness concepts, and lots of other material that people can check out to see if it resonates for them and serves them and empowers them in their journey. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Just awesome sauce. Very cool. <clears throat> Very cool stuff. Well, I want to thank you again for carving some time out to share your time, talent, and treasure with us because that's just so awesome. We like that. It was fun to be on your show, both of you. Yay. Mission accomplished. Our pleasure, my dear. We had fun. Yay. Yeah. Feel free to come play again with our virtual sandbox. Indeed. Indeed. Who knows? Maybe you'll be hosting it from Burma next time. You never can tell. I was thinking, you know, I mean, I it's on our mission list to get Everyday Connection on. On the road, so um, you know, me and a that camera cool. might come your we way. Did the, pretty cool, totally. <laughs> we, did, we did the um, we did the Costa Rica thing. That was sort of a trial run, I guess, before the the big launch was to make sure that we could stand each other. Oh, 
No, I mean, <laughs> that we had the right equipment and tech and could do that. Indeed. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad you guys survived and thrived. That's the one. We did, did. indeed. Absolutely. Great. Well, so, thank you so much for having me on your show. That's uh, awesome. And, um, again, it's Cups of Consciousness or com. And, of course, you'll find those links on the archive of the show at everydayconnection.me because it's all about me. No matter which me is reading that, you, there, over there, me, where? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for joining us, guys. Catch us in the mornings on the Flow Cooperative from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, we'll, uh, we'll be back with more of Everyday Connection now and more of these really cool conversations. So uh, we hope that you will catch all of those. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves. Stay connected. Have a great now, everybody. Join Jean and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. Nuggets are tender, juicy, made with 100% white meat, and making a big splash on the one, two, three dollar menu. Woo! <laughs> and for just a dollar, you can get any size soft drink, like a sweet tea, Hawaiian punch, or the one of a kind flavor of a Dr Pepper. So keep your favorites flowing right now at McDonald's, only on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.